I've, I've never like, I guess, tried to sit there and shoot and make as many as possible or anything. So maybe I should. I'll do a few. No, that's a lot. No, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like they do like the Jazz 100 workout, right? Where you see how many you can make out of 100. Or we do do that. Like that. That's usually my first session back, which isn't good. Okay. Um, but no, I've never really like tracked it. Sorry. No, okay. Just curious. Joe, if, if Donovan makes a leap to an all NBA level, what does that look like from, from your perspective? Um, probably, uh, honestly, like a little bit of everything, like another step on. Uh, I think every year we've, um, we've had him, I guess, from when he got asked to start and kind of take over the team and whatever that was, halfway through his first year maybe, when we kind of realised that he was going to be the guy for a long time. Um, every year, um, he, he's got better and better in, in all aspects of the game, I think. Um, obviously, offensively is what people see the most and recognise, but I think it's, to, to me, his, you can't come in here late. Um, to me, his passing is probably one of the most impressive things. That's, um, not those like, look over here and throw them, but just in general, like off double teams, reading the, the pick and roll, whatever it is. Um, and then obviously defensively, I think he's got better and better. I think there's probably another level there for him that, that he wants to take. Um, and obviously with, with him and Rudy being our guys, they, they're obviously the, the key, key guys in our team. We all obviously are there to help and support and do what we have to do and do our jobs. But um, obviously we, we rely on those two a lot. So um I have no doubt that, that he'll take a leap in whatever aspect that is. I think it'll be across the board. Um, like I said, as he's, as he's done every year. Hey, we'll talking about this coaching staff. I mean, obviously you guys have had guys who are good shooters over the years, but it seems like, especially over this last few seasons, we've seen guys like take even bigger leaps. Coaching staff is that guys just putting in extra shooting work, but. You also speak about yourself, and you've gone from, I know you don't like it, but like you've, you've gone from, you know, you've been able to get shots off quicker over the years. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I think from when Quinn got the job, the, the staff he brought in the first year, I don't know. I think there's only a couple left probably. Um, but the, the, I guess the, the focus and determination and passion that coach has in, in um, developing all of us. Um, I think one of the things that sticks out to, to me, um, which he said to me, obviously coming over at 27 was like, why, why, what there should be no age on like, well, why can't I get better at 27 or, or 34 or whatever age you are. And um, I think he's passed that through the staff, whoever's been here throughout the, the eight years. Um, just that, that dedication to, to getting better and obviously allowing us time prior and uh, post-practice every day. Um, obviously the, the player themselves have to want to get better and, and want to work on it. Um, but I think when you walk in and I mean, you guys aren't here in the mornings, but I mean, all our kind of that core group of guys, we're, we're all here shooting before practices. Um, obviously you guys see after guys stay in and shoot after as well. So um, I think just a dedication across the board from players, coaches, front office, everyone to, to get better and um, everyone's bought into it obviously because I don't know how many players haven't got that much better, but majority of the players that have been here have, have either left better or are still here and are, are better. How long have you been hearing that you don't look like a basketball player? 
Like uh, Hassan said the other day that you look like a substitute teacher. I'd be, be so bad as a teacher. <laughs> um, probably since I started going bald, which was prior to having kids. <laughs> so I don't have kids. No, I do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've heard it a lot. More in the NBA, because even in Europe, if they wanted to say something, I didn't know what the hell they were saying anyway, so it didn't really matter. They might have been saying it back then, but I didn't know, I didn't know what they were saying. Um, but yeah, I think it's just you Americans, really. I hear Americans are mean to me. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, obviously, now. I think one of the guys said, but like, we're two days away now. Like, this was probably our last kind of not real practice, but like we get to get into it a little bit. Obviously tomorrow will look like whatever it looks like, but it's not going to be as, as intense as today, obviously. And um, yeah, just the, the excitement of getting to play again, obviously everyone kind of starting off reasonably healthy as a team, getting everyone out there, um, bar Rudy, I think. Um, having fans back, all of it combined, it, it, it's exciting. Um, you obviously know from the, players I guess you guys as well we're in for a hell of a long year with late nights and that part of it's not as fun but um yeah it's exciting to get back out there and obviously to for us to, to be able to start at home in a couple of days here and um I'm assuming they've every ticket sold probably as it always is um with whatever COVID lets us is it full is it allowed to be full yeah. well there you go whatever 18,000 people will be there and um yeah it's exciting you're back together practicing out there with one of these one of your teammates you've had for a while makes a play and you're like, oh damn, I forgot you could do that. Or oh wow. Or you had those moments with any of your teammates back just watching right now, like, oh gosh, I forgot he's that good at that or anything like that. That's probably JC every day. <laughs> he does some shit. Oh, sorry. He does something that uh I don't know. I remember in OTAs when we first got back and we were having lots of guys kind of come through and in and out and stuff and it looked like JC just rocked up from wherever he'd been for the summer and had his afro and he had about 40 points in like a two-minute scrimmage. It was ridiculous. And some of the guys that aren't here daily and see him daily, literally like we're saying on the court, it was like playing a video game. Like it's just what he – but he does stuff every day like against – I mean, sure something happened today, but that's just JC. So it's – on the on the other side of that, it's, it's nice seeing other guys – develop something that they've developed over the summer. Um, I think for me, Eli's got so much better um, in, in the summer and whether that be a conversation with coach or just his dedication in terms of where he was working out and what he was doing. Um, he obviously would have spoken to someone about what he needed to improve on. Um, but I think for, for me, just seeing him, obviously the way he played in preseason as well, but we were seeing it here before that as well. And um, they're, they're the kind of, cool stories I guess that you see guys are, are young and hungry and I mean what is it 60 odd new guys come in the league every year and 60 odd guys lose a job so um, yeah they're the, they're the kind of cool ones I guess to watch as an, as an old man kind of along those lines Malik Fitz kind of had to try out for the team and then ended up getting a contract he did the same thing in the NBA a lot of guys enter the season with guaranteed deal what's it like feeling like you're actually trying out I mean it's almost high school type of stuff yeah, I mean, it's. I guess you, you've got to approach it the right way. Um, I I remember when it was me. It was my whole thing was like just kind of stay there as long as I had to stay there every day. And 
do whatever I needed to do or had to do to, and I still remember, I've said it before, but coaches, one of the first things he said to me was run to the corner and shoot threes and, and play defense. And I was like, all right, I'll figure that out if I can stay on the court. And um, obviously Malik's is a little different with two ways and stuff now. I don't I think we had that back then, eight years ago, whatever it was. But um, yeah, just that, that dedication. It's obviously if it's a two-way, he'll play a lot of G League games as well. Um, I think sometimes it's harder when you're that 14, 15, 13, 14, 15, and you're really not seeing time much time with, with, with our team, but you're not really going down in the G League, especially last year with no G League. Um, and just staying, having that focus to like, you're, you're playing kind of one on zero a lot of the time. You've, you've got to stay dedicated to to getting better and then obviously getting an opportunity if they do go to the G League to kind of show what they, they can do and how they've improved. But um, yeah, I had no idea who he was when he walked in the door and then someone said he was from St. Mary's, which means he's like, 45 percent australian um, so i was happy for him it was it was cool once we obviously kind of got to know him a little bit and um he, he's worked his ass off and and he deserves it i think he played well in, in the minutes he got for us and tall athletic can shoot the ball um three pretty good things that uh, nba player can have so um he was like a little kid when he found out i think it was yesterday or the day before um, which was exciting. It was a it was a happy moment for our team. When did you first get connected with Josh Giddy, and what has been the, what has been the kind of? Is this that stupid question that he got the other day saying I stayed up all night or something? Till <laughs> three a.m. That was because I was on a plane with you. Oh, not with you guys. I hear that. Um, yeah, a couple whatever. I don't know the exact time. But a couple of years ago, um, obviously knew his name a little bit, but being away from Australia for so long, it's hard to kind of track everybody. But I think the the biggest connection for me and knowing I could probably help him in some way was him signing in the NBL as a 17, 18 year old as, as what I did 10 years or a long time, whatever, 2006, seven. Um, and just knowing the, the difference from playing the guys he was playing with at the time and then obviously going to the NBL and NBL is probably a lot better now than it was when, when I played um, and just trying to help him, obviously giving him an open line to me to be able to ask questions. And I did watch a lot. He played for my hometown, which was, which was nice. Um, um, just giving him an open line to, and, and vice versa. If I watched the game because of our travel, not because I stayed up to watch him play. Um, I would watch a lot of games and, um, just shoot him a text with some things and, and vice versa. He would, he was probably, I don't know how many times you give like a kid or someone an opportunity to ask questions and they really take as much of it on as they can. And he was almost to the point of like being annoying with the questions, <laughs> but I obviously committed to trying to help him. And, um, and then obviously with the national team, it was good to obviously didn't make the final team, but to, to spend some time with him and um, just spending that time, you obviously knew he was going to be a hell of a player when, when he got over here and, and so far so good, he's, he's played well. So you personally, I mean, it was a long summer, obviously, that will be Olympics. Now, all of a sudden, you only played three, of the, you know, you've missed three of the four games in preseason. How excited are you to be back on the court? Yeah, I'm sick of Royce fouling me at practice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, like I said, I, I think the, the preseason was up to coach and the, the training staff. I didn't really get much of a say at all in that. And, um, just kind of going off what, what their guidance was and that little taste of playing at somebody else and just getting back in the rhythm of it. 
Um, I think the biggest difference between FIBA or any other league in the NBA is just the, the pace of the game and how quick it is and the floor, how, how much more space there is on the floor. So just getting a half was was good and, um, yeah, just ready to, like I said before, kind of ready to just get going now and start the season and get ready for however many months of seeing you guys. I'm happy for no more requests for the year, so... If you want to get your questions out now, I'm happy to stay a couple more minutes and not do another one. <laughs> I've got really bad news for you. <laughs> I know. I'm the best interview you guys get. <laughs>